You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. The Freshman and the Junior by Anonymous Fiji Mermaid on AO3. On first day at the University of Maryland, she spies him across the din of the cafeteria. He's wearing an army green sweater and a pair of dark jeans that seem to accentuate his long, muscular legs. There's something ethereal about him, something that makes her feel that he's not of this world. Not just this institution of higher education, but perhaps the entirety of the human race. What's his deal? She sits at a long table, picking at an underwhelming cheese sandwich and talking to Eileen, a friend from back home who is a full year older than her and thus has had more time to get a lay of the land. Eileen turns around to see exactly who her freshman friend is eyeing. Oh, him? That's Fox Mulder. He's a junior. Then she turns away from him and coldly adds, Damaged goods. How so? Dana asks, taking a bite of her sandwich so she can feign disinterest. I don't know the full story, Eileen says, but something about his sister going missing when he was a kid. Now he's some sort of paranoid conspiracy nut. You know, aliens, Bigfoot. I heard he once went on a 45-minute rant in his American history class about how JFK and MLK were murdered by the same guy. One of those? Dana asks. Apparently. Eileen sighs. Then she leans in closer to whisper. Also, according to one of his former roommates, Fox watches a lot of porn. This bit doesn't scare Dana as much as it does Eileen. Since she's planning to be a medical doctor, she's done her fair share of research into the male anatomy. At first for science. Eventually for pleasure. He's kind of handsome, though, don't you think? Dana asks, scrunching up her nose. Eileen giggles. <laughs> Come on, Dana. Quit goofing around. There's supposed to be a meteor shower tonight. Eileen says, bursting into Dana's room. Everyone is going to be there. Come on, put on your jacket, grab a blanket, and let's go. When they arrive, Eileen quickly finds a football player she slept with before and ditches Dana amidst a crowd of sophomores. Feeling alone as she sits cross-legged on a blanket that her grandmother knit for her when she was just a baby, Dana looks up at the stars and wonders if we're all alone here on this planet, too. Her faith tells her we are. Her scientific studies tell her not so fast. Just then, she feels the overwhelming, otherworldly shadow of Fox Mulder brightening her space. And suddenly the crush of emptiness of the universe doesn't feel so crushing anymore. Hi, she says loudly. Hello, he says quickly and quietly before averting his eyes. I'm Dana, she says standing now. Fox, he responds curtly. I've seen you around, she says. Same, he responds. Did you bring a blanket? She asks. No, I was going to stand, he says. Well, I have plenty of space on mine, she says. That's okay, Fox says awkwardly, misreading the social cues of the moment. I can stand. There's a pause as she tries to figure out her next move. Can I stand with you? She asks. Okay. Fox says so quietly she barely registers it. For the entirety of the event, he explains to her exactly what they are seeing. 
He tells her that this cavalcade of meteors all comes from one place called the Radiant. Think of them as space having a garbage day, he says with a grin. That's just cosmic debris entering our atmosphere at extremely high speeds on parallel trajectories. Of course, she knows this already. There isn't a class she took in school that she didn't get an A in, and meteor showers were as basic as they come. But just hearing him describe it, with such artful determination, makes her feel like she's learning it anew. Hey, she says, there's this New Year's Eve party in my dorm. I know most people are going home for the entire break, but I'll be here after Christmas. Me too, Fox says. Wanna come? Dana asks, showing her hand. I don't know, Fox says with a shrug. Most people get uncomfortable when I show up at parties. They find me, well, spooky. I don't think you're spooky, she says. Really? The truth is she does, but in the best way possible. What if you're my date? Dana asks. Then people won't find you as spooky. Emphasis on as spooky, he says with a smirk. That's when Dana realizes that Fox is in on the joke. He's not as aloof and closed off as people assume. There's a sense of humor to him, a warmth that others don't pick up. What she doesn't realize is his warmth only glows for her. I'll come, Fox says finally. He came here for the meteor shower, but... He leaves her with a smile as vast as the galaxy. There are about 12 people gathered in the suite of Dana's freshman quarters, drinking from one keg and one bowl of mystery punch. Attached to their heads are party hats that read, Happy New Year 1993. She sits in the corner, observing everyone, but waiting for one man. After an hour, he shows up wearing a red flannel shirt and black jeans. Fox, you came, she says louder than she had intended. They stand by the punch bowl talking. At a certain point, her hand brushes against his, and neither makes a sudden movement to change that fact. You have blue eyes, he says. They're very blue. She smiles, accepting it as a compliment, when suddenly one of the louder boys says, Who invited the fucking freak show? Fox's face sours, and he realizes he should go back to the safety of his room. I shouldn't be here, Fox says. I invited you, Dana says. People don't like me. Who cares what that asshole thinks? The important thing is I like you, she says. I have to go. Stop, she says. Just wait. As they stand in the doorway, she reaches up to brush his hair from his face. Standing on her tiptoes, she plants a kiss on his plump lips and decides then and there that she doesn't ever want to pull away from him. She takes his hand and guides it underneath her panties so he can glide his finger in and out of her warmth. He doesn't know if girls normally get this wet, but when strands of her moisture slick between his fingers, he knows that he must be doing something right. You feel so good, he groans. She grips his stiff cock over his jeans. You're so fucking hard. You're doing this to me, he whispers. My room, she says. 
now. They locked the door behind them and continued their intermingling on Dana's freshly washed bedsheets, removing items of clothing with a graceful delicacy. Soon he's in his boxers and she's in her bra and panties. Help me take this off, she says, and with the skill of a technician, he unclasps her bra with one hand. He takes a moment to appreciate the wonder of her breasts, the darkness of her hard nipples against her fair skin, the fine structure of them against her body. Without asking, he sucks on her right nipple, and he feels a sense of pride wash over him when she responds with breathless approval. You have an amazing mouth, she says to him. What else can you do with it? As she lies against the bed, he slinks his tongue down her abdomen where it finds a home underneath a wisp of orange pubic hair attached to her pink lips like fiery dragon breath. He sucks on her clit, moving the tip of his tongue against it in waves. Jesus, she groans, drifting her fingers through his head of hair. You're so good. Wanting to return the favor, she lifts herself up and pulls down his boxers to reveal a towering behemoth, unlike any she's seen in person or in textbooks. Fuck, she grunts. That's big. Too big? He asks sheepishly. Perfect, she groans before taking his head in her mouth and pushes his length down her throat. Fuck, he yells now. Before this, she thought of him as a Boy Scout, the kind of guy that doesn't drink or swear. But now she knows his secret. He's as dirty as she is. She removes his prick from her mouth and climbs on top of him, pressing her entry against his member. Do you have a condom? She asks, hoping he carries one in his wallet. He shakes his head. No. Do you? I'm all out, she says, suddenly realizing how that makes her sound. Now what? He asks. She thinks for a second. Do you think you can pull out? She asks. Fox, of course, has logged thousands of hours of flight time in his own private jet. He nods in agreement. I can. Good, she says. Pace yourself, okay? I've never done this before, Fox mutters as she slides down onto him. Don't worry, Dana says. I have. She kisses him firmly on the lips and adds, I'll take you every step of the way. She arches her back and rides him slowly. Her nipples shine on her body, like snow on the crest of a mountain. He has to look away to keep from losing control. But soon they get into a rhythm. He eases his hands to her waist and moves along with her, driving his member up into her body. That's good, she groans. That's really fucking good. He discovers that the harder he fucks her, the wetter she gets. The wetter she gets, the looser the tight grip on his cock becomes, which allows him the freedom to explore her. Soon he finds his groove, and they move in unison for minutes. Do you want to fuck me from behind? She asks. Um, yeah, he blurts out. She stands and bends over the dresser, presenting her ass to him like a belated Christmas present. He slides into her, drifting a finger to the arch of her clit. She reaches back to meet his tongue, 
and they decide that this closeness fits them well. With his chest pressed firmly against her back, he uses his thickness to bring her to the edge of glory. Fuck, she groans. Holy fuck. She remembers what they said about him, that he was obsessed with porn. They treated it like it was a negative. She knows now that this is in fact a good thing. A very good thing. The time he has spent watching other people fornicate on VHS has led him to understanding the contours of the female body better than your average small-town high school hero. I need to get on top, he moans. Whatever you want, Foxy, she says, finding his nickname organically. As he fucks her missionary, they allow nowhere between them. Mouth to mouth, nipple to nipple, genital to genital. Dana, I'm close, he grunts. I know. I can feel it, she mutters. You feel so good. You too. So big. Then she comes to her own realization. Fuck, I'm close too. She's finished with other boys before, but not often. It was the exception instead of the rule. But as Fox moves in and out of her, she realizes what she experienced then was nowhere near what she's about to experience. Wait, ju just wait, she mutters. I'm, I'm almost there. Then, from the next room, they hear the party guests watching what she assumes is Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. It must be 11.59 on the dot, because the crowd is counting down. Ten! Nine! Eight! That's when she hits on an idea. Can you wait until they hit one? She asks. I think so. He moans. Seven! Six! Good. Then we can come together. Five! Four! Okay. He says, slowing his pump. Okay. Three! Two! So close, Foxy. You're making me so wet. One! Oh, God. Oh, my fucking God. He barely makes it out in time. The edge of his monstrous shaft pressed against the nub of her artful clit as he jerks his fat cock with an unhinged desperation. The motion of this against her causes her orgasm to sprinkle through her body like golden silver confetti from the sky. Not to be outdone, he shoots a plentiful load against her stomach and directly onto that glorious pair of breasts that he has so admired. Uh, uh, he moans. Fuck. Shit. Holy fuck. She screams. Happy New Year! They hear the crowd scream from the next room as the familiar strings of Old Lang Syne pepper the dormitory. She expunges a prolonged breath as she admires the mixture of sweat and jizz that shine on her. I just realized something. What? He asks. You fucked me into the next year, she says with a smile. He reaches down to kiss her, accepting the artistic display of fluids on her chest against his. Happy New Year, Dana, he says. Happy New Year, Foxy. After a few minutes, they return to the party, the shimmer of sex still glowing on their bodies.
Where were you guys? Eileen asks incredulously. In my room, Dana responds. You missed the ball drop, Eileen says. Actually, no, Dana smiles. I had a great view of that. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.